the Zach Wilson saga takes a strange turn. Now maybe the Jets coaches want to put him back in the lineup, but he's reluctant to play. Let's break it down today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets. Your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening on, if you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, helps other Jets fans find Locked On Jets. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, a strange season for the New York Jets took an even stranger turn on Monday. Reports came out Monday afternoon that the Jets coaching staff was leaning towards putting Zach Wilson back into the starting lineup this Sunday against the Texans, but Zach Wilson has some reluctance to step back in, and we're going to talk about that on today's show. And my first thought about this is I would question Zach Wilson's sanity if he was not reluctant to go back in the lineup. You know, 99 times out of 100, when I hear a player, I don't know if I want to play, I'd be questioning the player. But in this case, I can you blame Zach Wilson for being reluctant? It's a complete no-win situation. First of all, he takes an inordinate amount of the criticism when he goes out there and plays poorly. Second of all, he doesn't really have much of a shot of succeeding. This offense is just awful. The infrastructure is terrible. The play caller is one of the worst play callers in the last decade in the NFL. The receiving group has nobody outside of Garrett Wilson. The offensive line's a mess. Why would you want to go back in if you were Zach Wilson? And I know you can argue, well, you want to be a competitor. Yeah, fine, fair enough. But to be reluctant, I mean, I don't have a big problem with that. I see a lot of people out there saying, oh, the Jets should just get rid of him. This is a, you know, people are angry about it. I think Zach Wilson's showing some common sense here. That, I mean, he's not saying he won't play. He's just saying, oh, I'm a little reluctant. Uh, Robert Sala at his Monday press conference said that he still hasn't decided who's going to start at quarterback on Sunday for the Jets, which is obviously a sign of something we all know, that the offense is a mess. When you don't know who your quarterback's going to be, your, your offense has a lot of issues. And Sala indicated that Zach Wilson had gone into his offense, that he had spoken with Zach Wilson Um within like an hour of hit of Salah addressing the media and Wilson said he wanted to play. Salah then went on the Michael K show and I don't know if he confirmed that Zach Wilson had expressed reluctance to somebody, but he kind of hinted that, you know, it, it, the story was probably at least true on some level. And you know, here's the thing. I think people don't really get that. There's a lot of context missing from this report because Zach Wilson may have said those words that I have reluctance, reluctance to play, but you know, he may have said it in a different way. He may have said it jokingly to somebody. He's like, oh man, I'm not going, I'm glad I'm benched. I'm not going back out there, you know, watching Tim Boyle get sacked. Or, you know, he may have been venting. I think we all do this at our jobs. We're, you know, maybe a little frustrated with our boss. We're frustrated with the situation. We're frustrated with our own performance. And you just go on and you say, oh, if they ask me to do this, there's no way I'm doing it. And you're just angry. You don't, you don't really mean it. And of course, if they, if your boss asks you to do something, you'll do it. These are the things that these, these are all possibilities. 
So what bothers me from this situation, it's not so much that Zach Wilson may, may or may not be reluctant to play quarterback for the New York Jets right now, because again, I think anybody with any common sense would be reluctant to play quarterback for the New York Jets right now. What bothers me is that this leak got out to the media because that's typically the sign that things are not well in the locker room. It's typically a sign of an organization in disarray. Negative leaks like this from behind the scenes, they don't happen on good teams. They don't happen on teams that are in the playoff race because everybody knows what's at stake. Everybody knows that there's a lot to lose if there's some discord, if there's some distraction. I guess occasionally there's a leak on a a negative story for a playoff team, but far less frequently than a story on a bad team. And it's a sign, you know, it's not just in sports. It could be in entertainment. It could be in business. It could be in politics. When an organization has a negative leak like this, when they have people leak, it's a sign of a very unhealthy culture in many cases. So that's what worries me more than what Zach Wilson's saying, because I, I have, I have no problem with Zach Wilson being a little reluctant. He should be reluctant. I have a problem with what's going on behind the scenes with this team because one leak doesn't necessarily tell you a whole story, but it just feels like there's a lot going on behind the scenes with the New York Jets right now, as you would expect when the season's falling apart. And that's really where you you could run into problems. That's a situation where a five-game losing streak could turn into a 4-13 and season. It could turn into a 10-game losing streak to end the season if guys are checked out, if guys don't trust each other. And that's the other thing is that leaks like this tend to create a culture of distrust, or they can create a culture of distrust within the building. And obviously, I've never worked in an NFL building, but you follow the sport for long enough. You read what people who actually have worked in the league have to say. It, it can be a dangerous thing. So I look at the situation as one that, you know, maybe it's just a sign of an unhealthy Jets culture. And that's, you know, that's a troubling thing for, for this team as it approaches the final five weeks of the season. The final five weeks of the season, which are going to be challenging enough. The final five weeks of the season where the Jets are unlikely to end their long playoff drought, where they're probably going to lose more games, where the offense is going to be uh, face other poor performances, where you're going to get even more questions. You know, it, it's not a good situation. And I can't blame Zach Wilson for not wanting to go in. And I question why the Jets would even consider putting Zach Wilson back in. You know, a couple of weeks ago, they benched him. Two weeks ago, they benched him. Now, suddenly, he's the savior? And listen, I, I didn't have a problem with them benching him. I thought they needed to bench him, for, partially for his own sake. Because, again, he's the lightning rod for criticism. Whenever anything goes wrong, Zach Wilson gets blamed, first and foremost. And I'm kind of glad he got benched because so many people are quick to say he's the only problem. And now, maybe after two weeks of Tim Boyle, you see that there were other issues with the way this team is built. You see that there aren't a lot of good parts of this offense. It's not just the quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback play has not been good, but there are other big problems with this offense, fundamental problems. And I look at how they put Dalvin Cook back in on Sunday, and now they're going to Zach Wilson. And it's like the coaching staff is so far out of ideas that players they've discarded are now the saviors. Zach Wilson has handled a difficult situation this year with, I think, a lot of grace, a lot of class. Yeah, I think the Jets should just treat him with some respect here. They benched him, and that's fair. It's the team's right to do. I'm not going to criticize the Jets for benching him. I thought that something had to change on offense. Something had to change in a big way on offense. And the biggest way you can change an offense is flipping the quarterback. And it wasn't that you know Tim Boyle had much of a shot of succeeding or Trevor Simeon had much of a shot of succeeding. It just sometimes things get so bad that you need to make a, sake, a change for the sake of change and hope that that leads to something. 
at least to anything. And it hasn't for the Jets in part because the alternative was so bad and they didn't, they did such a lousy job building their quarterback room this year that Tim Boyle was the guy they turned to. But I, I can't blame them for benching him, but you can't go back to him two weeks later for performance reasons. I mean, what sense does that make? It shows you that there are no options, obviously, but it also shows you that there's no real plan. The, the Jets are just making it up as they go along. And I really, that's, these are the things that puzzle me more than Zach Wilson being reluctant to put himself into an impossible situation. So who should, who should start at quarterback? If not Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, well, that's not a great option. Neither is Trevor Simeon. And at some level, I don't think it matters who plays quarterback for the Jets. We'll get into that in more detail as we continue this Tuesday edition of Locked on Jets. This episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by Game Time. You know, you should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to the next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets. I've used Game Time myself. I went to the US Open back in August. Last minute tickets, super easy to use, super convenient. Got a great deal. Also, got a great deal on the Broadway show six a few weeks ago. Third row center for a price that usually gets you in the back row. It may, it may not even the price I paid sometimes doesn't even get you into a Broadway theater. So, so Game Time has all the amazing deals, and they have tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N N F L Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen or first watch every day. And a big shout out to you everydayers. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day, Monday through Friday through the week, and then bonus episodes as needed, sometimes after games, sometimes as big news breaks. Today we're breaking, we're discussing the latest saga for the New York Jets. Zach Wilson maybe being reluctant to play quarterback, the team having no idea who's going to start this Sunday against the Houston Texans. You know, Frequently, we'd say the Jets have found a new rock bottom, and I don't know that that's necessarily true. I mean, the Adam Gase era was pretty low. The Mike McCagnan, Todd Bowles era was pretty low. Uh, the John Idzik era was pretty low. The end of the Mike Tannenbaum, Rex Ryan era was pretty low. The Jets have had a lot of rock bottoms, and it's difficult to judge which is really the lowest. I'd say the Jets just more more than that they're having more than they found a new rock bottom. They just find new ways to be weird. They find new ways to have strange controversies. Uh, it's never the same thing. The, the rock bottoms are never the same thing for this team. And this is a new one. You know, a quarterback, your team is so bad that a quarterback might be reluctant to play. That's a, that, that's a new one. So who should play quarterback for the Jets this coming Sunday? On some level, it doesn't matter because we know none of these three quarterbacks is going to be able to lead the offense to success or is likely to. I mean, you know, there's always the possibility somebody has a hot game, but realistically, you're not expecting much from any of these three quarterbacks. In some ways, this is, you know, the old expression about rearranging deck chairs. Like we're just we're just changing the quarterback. We're not going to change the results, though. If I had to pick one, I'd go with Trevor Simeon for a couple of reasons. Um, one, you know, he's the guy who hasn't played yet. So. You know, we've seen the other two succeed. We know Simeon's not going to play well, but let's at least give him a shot. Let's, you know, throw him out there. So that's number one. Number two is, you know, they kind of threw him into a tough spot on Sunday. Uh, you know, everybody's criticizing his, his level of play when he came in in the fourth quarter, and fairly so. He was not very good. But, you know, it's different when you get a full week of practice, when you get to implement the game plan. I mean, even if the Jets had gone to him at halftime on Sunday, 
I wonder whether he might be might have been slightly better. You know, I'm not saying Trevor Simeon was going to be great, but maybe he would have been slightly better if they had given him half time to warm up. I don't know. Maybe you could give him a full full week of practice with the ones. You know, he gets gets used to the way the receivers run the routes. I, I don't know. Maybe there's something. I mean, it, again, it doesn't really matter. Third of all, and this is, I don't know, maybe this is kind of a silly reason. They're paying this dude. You might as well throw him out there. You know, let's not give this guy a, you know, a, a three-month paid vacation. You know, you're paying this dude. You might as well put him out there. You know, the other two quarterbacks have had to work through this mess of a Jets offense. Why not Trevor Simeon? So to the extent I have a slight preference, it's Trevor Simeon. I understand why they'd want to go back. I, 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 I don't understand why anybody would really care all that much about who the decision of quarterback is, because at the end of the day, this offense cannot function. And I'll say it over and over. You know, if you're an everyday or you know it, you know, I'm going to say it. You've heard it a million times. I just, I don't know what quarterback could succeed in this system. If Aaron Rodgers was there, I'm sure the offense would be more productive. I'm sure they would have scored multiple touchdowns at one point in the last eight weeks, but Aaron Rodgers, I don't think at this stage of his career could fix this offense. I think it would still be a well below average offense, even with him in there. And when you have a quarterback like Zach Wilson or Trevor Simeon or Tim Boyle, these are guys who are very much going to be the product of their circumstances. You know, none of these guys is going to be good enough to lift the team up. They're the quarterbacks who make the team better. You know, your Mahomeses, your Lamar Jacksons, your you know when he's healthy, Joe Burrows. You have guys who literally make make guys around them better. There aren't many quarterbacks like that in the NFL, and most of them are guys who are just going to be essentially if they're if they're in a good situation, your team will win some games. They'll look pretty decent. They won't look terrible. If they're in a bad situation, they have a bad offensive line, they have bad receivers, they have bad coaching staff, they're going to look terrible because they can't they can't make their situation better. And that's what the Jets have right now. And on some level, that's true with a lot of the teams in their backup quarterback situation. Um, the Jets, for the, for this team, they need like one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. They need like Mahomes to make this offense work. It just, it's an awful situation. And, you know, this stuff doesn't... It, I guess that's really where my ambivalence comes from because first of all, we know that the season's lost. I mean, what's the difference between going five and eight and four and nine at this point? Jets aren't making the playoffs. Jets are going to end the season with a losing record. We know they're not going to win out. Um, you know, this team's just not good enough. I, I know any given Sunday in the NFL, the Jets may surprise us and win a game here or there. There are some opponents on the schedule who weren't very good. Washington and New England, that the Jets could conceivably beat if, you know, they get a few breaks and maybe the defense scores some points, but the, the offense is going to be awful the rest of the season. That's really all there is to it. And none of these quarterbacks has the ability. I mean, again, I question how much Rodgers could help. And that's Aaron Rodgers. You know, an end of the career Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is likely in some decline, but I don't even know how much how much better this would be with him. I don't think this is a playoff team with Aaron Rodgers right now with the way the offense looks. This infrastructure is just so broken. And, you know, what I don't understand is, you know, you've tried fine, you now you've tried changing the quarterbacks twice. Why aren't you changing the play caller? Because at least the at least if you change the play caller, that's not going to fix the receiver position. It's not going to fix the offensive line. It's not going to fix the quarterback position. But at least if you change the play caller, you'll be able to scheme some things up. The Jets like the Jets are able to manufacture almost nothing out of their play calling. Your play caller should at least be able to get you a couple first downs a game based on good design, based on a timely call. Jets get none of that right now. So you know we've already tried the quarterback. And it hasn't worked, and not that we were expecting it to work, and not that the offense is going to turn into the greatest show on turf if you uh, if you change the play caller. But uh, the one thing I don't understand here is 
why Nathaniel Hackett is immune from any sort of accountability. Other players are being held accountable. Zach Wills is being benched. The Jets are benching wide receivers. The Jets are reshuffling their offensive line every week. Why is the play caller the one guy who avoids any sort of consequence for his poor performance? That's what I'd like to know. Because if you're if you're looking for something that will spark the offense, well, we tried changing the quarterback. And surprise, surprise, putting a bad quarterback into a bad infrastructure isn't going to work. Let's try a new play caller. Let's get the worst play caller in the NFL out of there. And not that the Jets have a lot of great options on their coaching staff, but somebody else has somebody else on this coaching staff has to be better than what Nathaniel Hackett is doing. That to me matters more than the quarterback at this point because the quarterback position is the quarterback position for the Jets. They did not handle backup quarterback well, even in the situation, even in, even acknowledging that you know few teams are built to withstand losing their starting quarterback for the season in Week One. Jets did a really lousy job dealing with the backup quarterback spot. I think that's a fair statement to say. Uh, nobody you put in a quarterback is going to change anything. We've tried it. So change the offensive coordinator. Maybe that could spark the team. Maybe that could make a difference. Maybe. I mean, probably not. But if you're if we're trying, if desperate times call for desperate measures, that's where you go, I think. But you know, that comes that leads to the question is do we want to see this thing turn around? And I know you're a Jets fan. I know you want to see better football, but for the long-term health of this franchise, I'm almost happy this controversy happened. I hate to say it, but I feel like the worst things get for the Jets this year, maybe it's the best for their future. And I'll discuss that in more detail as we continue this Tuesday edition of Locked On Jets. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life and deal with the crazy realities of the New York Jets. But let's talk for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of one of the worst flu seasons in a decade. And that's scary. There's probably no more helpless feeling than somebody you care about getting sick while a supply chain issue keeps them from getting the medication they need. Thankfully, because of Jace Medical, you can be okay. The Jace case is a five pack of different antibiotics to to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, uh, and others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get $20 off your order. Again, go to jacemedical.com and use promo code offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Tuesday, talking about the kind of drama from Monday with the report coming out. The Jets are thinking about going back to Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson is reluctant to go back to the lineup. And I got to be honest with you at this point, I almost hope the rest of the season turns into a disaster for the Jets, not because I'm rooting against the Jets, not because I want to root against the Jets, because it might be the best thing long term for the Jets. And this time of year, we always have the debate especially when the Jets are out of the playoff race. Is it better to lose games for draft position? Is it better to win games? And I've always been kind of agnostic about it. I understand you a better draft pick is technically higher, but if we're being real about it, most years the difference between the fifth pick and the eighth pick in the draft, not really that big. Yeah, there's an occasional year where there's like the franchise changing player who, who goes at five, but the vast majority of the time we overstate the significance and almost almost never happens that you know you really lose out because you didn't pick you didn't 
make the pick one selection higher or two selections higher or three selections higher. There's usually a great player available for you wherever you pick in the first round. So this stuff becomes academic. It's like, it becomes like one of those things where fans try and find meaning in losing. Like you never want you never want your team to just lose for the sake of losing. You always want there to be a greater purpose. So people are focused on tanking this time of year. I've never really bought it. There have been years I've been kind of agnostic about the Jets winning games. I mean, I remember the first Adam Gase year. I had this feeling like, well, them winning games isn't really doing anything for them, and the team's not really building. You know, they had that stretch. You know, they they went from like one and eight to seven and nine that year. They've won six of the last eight games, and it was like, yeah, I guess that's good. But you know, what were they doing? It wasn't like the team was showing it was it was building to something better. And it was really just keeping, you know, making sure Adam Gase kept his job another year. But, you know, I wasn't really rooting against the Jets then. It was just kind of, it was kind of in the middle. The only time I think I've ever rooted against the Jets in a real way was in 2020. And that actually was like the exception that proves the rule about tanking, because that was when the Jets had an opportunity to get Trevor Lawrence. And I think we all knew that there was a good chance that there would be a meaningful difference between the first and second pick that year. And that was the difference between Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. So enough said. For me, this coaching staff and this front office needs to go. I'm at that point where they have done an abysmal job on all levels. And Woody Johnson is so enamored with this current situation that I'm very concerned that what he's going to do at the end of the season is look at this and say, you know what? If only Aaron Rodgers was there, we would have been great. So let's give these guys another shot. And that is so dangerous for the Jets this offseason because they're facing kind of a turning point offseason. They are going to be very tight up against the salary cap. And in order to make big moves, they are going to have to push a lot of money to future years. And they're going to have to get, and if they continue down this road, they're not going to build a team that can win the Super Bowl in 2024. And part of that's because of the coaching staff that's in place. This is not a super, I don't think this is a Super Bowl coaching staff. So what the Jets functionally will do is they'll borrow from future resources to try and you know, load up for next season. And this is not a team, I think we've seen this is not a team that's close to being in the Super Bowl. This would be a different story if Aaron Rodgers was healthy and you know the, some of the offensive linemen were playing better and some of the receivers were playing better and the Jets were you know a two seed right now. And you know, if they lose in the AFC championship game, okay, fine. Then you go all in. Then you try and get get that last, you know, make that last push. This team's not even close. I'm not even convinced this is a playoff team with Rodgers. And I think that any excuse that this that the Rodgers injury provides these guys is dangerous. I, 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 I don't say this lightly. If this front office and coaching staff come back and they just, you know, trade a first round pick for Devontae Adams and push a ton of dead money to the future to fit all these guys in and bring in David Bakhtiari and, you know, re-sign Mekhi Becton to a backloaded deal to try and load up for next season. I mean, they will damage this team for years to come. And the only way that can be avoided is if changes are made this year. And the only way changes can be made this year are, is if the season completely falls apart. And I hate saying that. I don't think I've ever rooted for a jet season to fall apart. So just specifically, so people could would be fired just specifically so that changes would be made. But that's where I'm at right now, because this coaching staff is awful. This front office is outside of Jeff Albrecht, Jeff Albrecht and Brett Boyer are good. Outside of that, the coaching staff, maybe there's a decent position coach or two. This front office has done a terrible job. Look at the, look at what Joe Douglas has done with the offensive line. We're past the point where Joe Douglas can be defended for this for his performance on offense. Look at what he's done at wide receiver outside of Garrett Wilson. It's been an awful performance on the offensive side of the ball. It's been a very good performance on the defensive side of the ball, but a very bad performance on the offensive side of the ball. I just don't see how these guys can be brought back. If they're brought back, they're just going to be in desperation mode. They're going to do anything they can to save their jobs. They're going to buy into the narrative that, we, oh, if not for Aaron Rodgers' injury, we would have been in the Super Bowl team. It's not like that. So 
for me, like this is a good thing because anything on or off the field that can suggest to Woody Johnson that this franchise is a mess because it is a mess. This franchise is in, is in disaster mode right now. Anything that can like make Woody Johnson realize that and realize he has to make changes, it's necessary because Woody Johnson is the type of owner who will latch on to any signal he can get that his team's closer than it really is. Woody Johnson's not a guy who likes to deal in reality. I think that's fair to say. So Woody Johnson, if, if there's a path where Woody Johnson can believe that this team's on the right heading in the right direction, he'll find it and he'll take it. And I think it just needs to be made clear to Woody that this team is needs needs a whole scale course correction. And the only, I hate to say it, the only way that could happen is if the season falls apart. And stories like this yesterday, you know, that's a step towards that. I mean, it's crazy that that I'm at this point, but I think that's what needs to happen. So that's the sad state of affairs for the New York Jets. And that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show. Hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening to let you never miss an episode. If you like the show and are listening on a podcast source, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the podcast. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Send in your mailbag questions. Tomorrow we'll do our weekly mailbag.